if I do ministry with Ryan Otto, he's a man after the Lord's heart. And so we're going to get a little crazy in here. We're going to let the spirit kind of move a little bit to the left and to the right, if that's all right with you guys. Yeah. We're falling into deeper waters, calling out to
Jesus. Amen, amen. Oh, man. That's why I love Leah Bice, because she rolls with me pretty much almost everything. So, Kayla, can we give them a round of applause, man? Thank you, worship band, bringing it. Man, just give a shout out to Anthony and Ben Pazza, who are new to our worship band. They brought, they brought it at Fall Retreat, so we thought we'd have them bring it here a little bit, right? Man, thank you guys. Ben, can you hit those lights? We'll have a seat, please. Woo. Thanks, Leah. That was awesome. Man, so it was hot in here, and now it's a little more hot in here. But, hey, it's worth it, right? Man, well, guys, thank you for coming out. Again, uh, we did have an awesome time this weekend, but we want everyone here that was at retreat or not, just know, man, we are thankful that you're a part of this family. We thank you that you endure the heat, man. Sorry, it's hot. One day it won't be. Um, <laughs> or one day we'll grow out of this room and we'll have an air conditioning room. There we go. Um, yeah, amen. You can pray for that. <laughs> um, but, hey, we are in a series called What is Family? There's our awesome band pick, What is Family? Um, last, last week, I talked about a little bit just the context of what family is and how God puts the lonely in families. And I think that was, that was so evident this weekend when we were at Fall Retreat. People who didn't know each other, that we came as friends and we left as family. And uh, tonight, we just have a powerful message from, honestly, one of my best friends. Uh, he moved here from the world race. He was on his way to California, and God intervened and brought him here. And he's going to share a little bit about that. But uh, I'm going to introduce David Hamilton, if you guys can give him a round of applause. And, uh, you know, kind of like Norm and, and me and, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen tonight. So uh, that's a scary thing and an exciting thing. Um, but, you know, I asked him one of the first characteristics that we talked about as, as kind of leaders and we prayed, like, what makes family family is a characteristic of loyalty. And the reason David's speaking on this is because this is something he lives out. He lives it out to me, to his family, to his friends. If he just met you, he lives it out. He's one of the most loyal people that I've ever met in my life. And uh, so you guys just extend your hands as I pray for him and just invite the presence of the Lord even more um, to speak through our brother David. Yeah, Father, I just thank you for my friend. I can honestly say, even though we butt heads sometimes and drive each other nuts, that you're one of my best friends and brothers. And God, I just thank you for the loyalty that in his heart, first to you, then to his family and his friends. I thank you, God, that when he hears, his, hears your voice, he acts and he responds because he is so loyal and faithful to you. So God, we just pray that you would first speak to him and then you would speak through him. Remind him of all the times, God, that you've been loyal to him, not based on what he's done, but based on who he is. And God, just use him to speak powerfully to us tonight, to awaken our hearts even more <laughs> to what true family is, first in you and second in each other. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you too, bro. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of loud. <laughs> Sometimes when you just get amped, you just get amped. <laughs> cool, guys. So I'll stand over here. <laughs> awesome. So uh, as Ryan was saying, uh, I met him on the world race. And a little bit about me. 
Uh, I grew up in Georgia, but I didn't really go to church. And I really didn't know too much about God. Um, my parents kind of split and divorced. Uh, and so it was uh, growing up kind of just uh, with my mom, single mom, she like poured her heart into my sister and I. So growing up, kind of seeing that, not really having a father figure, but uh, it was when I actually moved again and my mom got remarried. She got remarried to a very devout Catholic and we moved up to Iowa. And now this is kind of like my first exposure to church and uh, I remember sitting there and like people were like, okay, time to stand up, time to sit down, time to kneel. I'm like, man, like this is aerobics for Christians, you know? <laughs> and so... Um, and just uh, something really never sat right, though, with me. I saw a lot of, like, judgment, hypocrisy, and I'm like, guys, 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 I, I don't know who Jesus is, but this just doesn't seem right. And so fast forward a little bit, um, I went into the military. I took about half a year of college. I did really well, but it was just, like, bored. I was like, oh, studying, you know? And... Uh, What's funny is I'm back in school, so that's a little fast forward. <laughs> and uh, what was really cool is, uh, so I went into the military and traveled the world. I've been in about 26 countries. Phenomenal experiences, guys. Amazing cultures, seen and been exposed to so many people and so many hearts. However, it wasn't until what is, I was actually in Italy where I came to know Jesus Christ. And I've kind of heard the name, but I've never experienced the person. I've never experienced the reality of God. And uh, it just changed everything. It changed everything in my life. <laughs> the breakthrough that he showed me by his unconditional love and his spirit just showed me how loyal he was. I was like, what? There's, there's someone who cares? There's a God who cares? It changed everything. I was like, what? This, this, this God that I didn't even know exists has been loyal to me. And so fast forward a little bit, God did amazing things in my life, guys. And I uh, just uh, felt called to kind of leave the military and go on the world race. That's where I met Ryan. And I kind of had it planned out. Went to the world race, and I was coming back to the States. I'm like, all right, God, like, I feel like you're, you're taking me to California. And uh, it wasn't until, like, I was actually in the States and, like, one thing led to another, guys. And sure enough, the door was kind of closing. You're like, no, wait, but I thought I was going to go. And then I just remember <laughs> Ryan actually, like, I remembered his voice. He's like, bro, you always have a place out in Illinois. I'm like, what? Like, with cornfields and winter? Like, <laughs> man. <laughs> but that thought just kept ringing in my mind. <clears throat> and so I called him, and I was like, dude, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, bro, like, you definitely need to come out if you feel led. So here I'm praying. I'm like, God, like, please just, like, show me a sign. And he was speaking, you know, um, not very clear. So sure enough, in the Bible, it talks about casting lots. And uh, I reach in, and it's kind of like I grab, a, like, a handful of quarters. You know, I pray over it. I'm like, all right, God. Like, heads, I'm going to California. Tails to Illinois. So I throw it up, and I see all the quarters, like, spin up in the air. And, like, my heart's beating on my chest. I'm like, okay, the moment of my fate. <laughs> and I look down on the carpet, and <laughs> I kid you not, I see two heads and two tails. And I felt like God was like, listen, you're my son. You have a choice. I'm like, oh, thank you, God. So I grab another quarter. <laughs> and... Uh, 
sure enough, sign after sign, I kind of felt like to come up here. For the record, I'm not recommending for you guys to be like making it rain with quarters and like praying <laughs> over it, you know. Should I go to this college? No. <laughs> so, uh, but it's been such a journey, such a journey. And God's been so loyal to me coming out here. Uh, he's actually just really blessed me. And here it is. Boom. This is my first night I got here. First very night. And there's a Christmas tree. I'm smiling. It's happening. It's good. And uh, believe it or not, when I first came out here, guys, Ryan was the only person I knew. He was the only person I knew. But I felt God speak. He's like, go. I'm like, all right, God. Like, you've been so loyal to me, I'm going to be loyal to you. And I step out in faith, and Ryan's just such an awesome guy. And sure enough, fast forward a little bit, um, Alive and the people here, and most importantly, God gave me a family. God's been so loyal to me, guys. I came out here, I didn't know anyone but Ryan. And he just opened this door, things unfolded in my life. <laughs> I have people that's just really deep-rooted, like friends for life. And I don't say those words lightly. So it's been awesome just to really see that. And like even tying it to back uh, with uh, Ryan preached last message, talking about God brings the lonely into family. And family can be wild. It can dance around like tonight. And uh, really God, like he allows the person who feels alone is never alone because he's a good father and he brings them into a family. And so I don't know if you guys are searching, but, like, this place, this alive, this, this place, like, it is a family. And it's brought me a family. And uh, it's been so good. Like, it's just blessed me. Blessed me so much, guys. Have you guys ever experienced, though, where uh, on the flip side, where, like, loyalty has been really broken? I know for me, like, I say those words and, like, it stirs something in my heart because it's, it's, it's painful. It's so painful. I have a stepdad that I was telling you about, very devout Catholic. Um, I've just seen him time and time again not be loyal to me with his words or loyal to my mom with his words. And there's just a, just a brokenness that happens when you're like, but I thought you were supposed to do this. I thought, you know, you're the sp- person that's supposed to be in this place. And I know as I say it now, there's a heaviness that kind of settles in because we've all experienced a broken loyalty. Someone who's supposed to be there or you thought was your best friend or who you thought was going to be there in your corner for the moment it counts. And they didn't show up. And I know God's been doing things in my life and he's allowing me to be loyal first to God and experience and show loyalty to my stepfather. And it hasn't been easy but it's been rich. And so exactly, like, we, we talk about this, like, what is true loyalty? What is true loyalty? And true loyalty is rooted in love without any selfish gains, but only selfless acts. <laughs> and guys, uh, there's, this, uh, there's this part in the Bible that shows true loyalty and it inspires, my, inspires me in my heart. And it's about this young man this young shepherd, and he, uh, he just is chosen by God to do amazing things. And the young shepherd grows up, and he's actually commissioned to be a king over Israel. And some of you guys might know him. His name is David, King David. And now King David was on the journey of becoming 
everything that God had intended for him to be. To be this, uh, not only a warrior, but this king and this faithful friend. And in the journey, God sends him followers. He sends him people from all over. And I know just like with us, we're all over. We might not be from Champaign. It could be everywhere. But God brings these people in. And a lot of these men were actually outcast. A lot of these men didn't have a home or were actually pushed outside of their family. And they come together. And they're not only for David, but David's for them. And it's actually through friendship and love that this loyalty and this bond comes into place. And now, guys, there's this few men who's actually chosen, they're talked about in the Bible. They're some of the most incredible warriors in the entire Bible. Like, you, you've seen the movie 300 or something? It's like that, but like times 10. These guys are just intense. They're warriors. And I just threw a reference up there if you want to go back and check it out. But I'm kind of just going to story tell this place, this uh, part of the Bible that's inspired me. And these men, these three commanders of David's army, they're called David's mighty men. They're like the right-hand guys who go into battle. They stand up for what's true, what's for justice, and what's for love. And there's this part where David's, he's like crying out, and he's crying out. He's so thirsty. He's like, man, he's like, I'm so thirsty. I wish someone would go get me some water from the gates of Bethlehem. And the three guys, they overhear David. They're like, and they, I, I can only imagine. They're like, bring it in, bring it in, you know. It's like, all right, guys, we're going to go just spoil David. We're going to go over and get water from the enemy lines. And this is actually when the camp and uh, King David and his uh, right-hand followers, these mighty men, are enclosed by a Philistine army. Dude, they're surrounded. Like, it is like it's intense. Uh, but the, the mighty men, they're like, all right, we're still going to do this. We're going to break enemy ranks to show our faithfulness and loyalty to David. So these three guys, they go out and they like push back the threshold of the enemy line and they go into uh, the midst of the Philistine army and they scavenge and they scour and they get this water. They're like, sweet, we found the water. And so they bring the water back. And I can only imagine when they're bringing back the water. I'm gonna use this water bottle. <laughs> I can only imagine when they're bringing back the water all three guys, right, all three, they're like, David, David, we, one second, all right, all right, that was a long run, <laughs> three feet, <laughs> they're like, we brought this water to you, we got this water, I can only imagine, like, David, like, like, what, like, you did this for me, and David turns, and he grabs the water, he's like, what is Gatorade, I'm joking, guys, <laughs> But seriously, David was so struck by the men who risked their lives just to show the loyalty of a heart of saying, like, you're worth my heart. You're worth my life. I love you with the everlasting love. Like, I'll even put my way in harm's danger. And this is what David did. He actually took the water and loyalty that David had with his God and poured the water out. He poured the water out. Now, for me, if I did that, if I brought you water, I'm like, Jake, here's some water, bro. It's cool, man. I just traveled 500 miles, like, threshold of enemies, and you're like, thanks, and you just pour it out. I'd be like, bro, like, what? Are you serious right now? <laughs> like, but this is what the three mighty men understood. They understood that David's loyalty was to God, but also David loved the loyalty 
of the mighty men, not for what they could do, not for bringing water, not for the acts and the service that they did, but just simply for who they were. For who they were, he loved the loyalty of his brothers in arms, his right-hand warriors, his good friends in the battle. He loved the loyalty just for who they were and not necessarily what they could do or bring for him. I know another amazing scripture that really illustrates the story is John 15, verses 12 through 13. It says, and this is Jesus, and he's he's speaking, now this is my command, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay, than to someone to lay his life down for his friends. Like, that's the greatest love. We talk about this word love all the time, but that's the greatest love. That's like triumph, you know? And it's just, it's amazing to see that they expressed that type of love through loyalty. I know... When I hear the stories of these warriors and the loyalty they had for one another and how they just, uh, they fought for each other. And something God was showing me, even like uh, the, the brotherhood and alive, especially. Like alive, we're a family and he's, God's been so loyal and he's brought me a family through alive. But yeah, even this past fall retreat, there was this uh, amazing man's hike and I think uh, OB spoken a little bit about, but it was like, seriously, it was a scene like from uh, Braveheart, guys. It was like a war cry, like it was, it was so legit. And I, I say that to encourage you guys. And I'm, I'm just showing this door as an invitation for those who uh, weren't there that you are so invited to come into this uh, deeper part of family of this deeper part of brotherhood, of this deeper part of loyalty, that alive, that God shows time and time and time again. And now I really want to introduce uh, my good friend, Steve. Boom, there he is. So that's Steve and I. We're actually, uh, um, yeah, on the beach of South Africa. It was really, it was a nice day. (laughs) And uh, Steve is a great guy. I love the dude. Um, and we actually spent about a third of the race, which is almost a third of the year together. And uh, there is another picture. This is uh, a Guatemalan bus. And we were in Guatemala, and this bus is like, like, look at that. It's decked out. Like, who, who paints a bus like that? Every bus is painted like that. It's outrageous. And uh, <laughs> they have these, like, really lavish buses on the outside. You're like, sweet. Like, does it have hydraulics? Like, I don't know. And you walk in, but it's kind of gringy and dingy. You're like, oh. <laughs> and um, they stack it. I don't know if you've guys seen pictures or everything, but, like, they, they have, like, people don't have, like, um, what is it called, personal space? Like, that's, no. That's non-existent. And uh, so you're sitting there. <laughs> you're sitting there, and it's, like, packed like sardines. There's like, so many people, and uh, we just got done out of a long day of working. Like, we're, like, digging this hole for, uh, for this foundation. So we smell 
Everyone smiles. It's, it's all good. You're sitting there, and you're just packed. Like, there's people standing, people sitting. You've got elbows. You've got moms. You've got crying babies. And uh, <laughs> Steve and I were sitting closer to the back of uh, the bus. And I remember after a long day of ministry, like a really special treat, as a Coca-Cola. And uh, Steve was drinking a nice, nice solid cold Coke. And this guy, he's right like a few, few seats back. And he's like very outspoken. And he's like speaking in Spanish. We don't know what's currently going on. But like Steve turns around. He's like, hey, what's going on? And whenever Steve and I hang out, oh, my goodness. It's like it's lively. It's kind of like Ryan and I. Like things just happen. <laughs> And, and, and this guy, uh, he stands up and he grips the seat. He's like, Coke? <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and, and Steve, like, he grins, he smiles. He's like, yeah, Coke. <laughs> and he leans over with a Coca-Cola. And the guy is outrageous. He sees it. And he, like, he, like swaths it. And, uh, like, the Coke literally flies out the window. And we're like, oh, snap, he's like, he's a drug addict. Like, he's talking about Coke, Coke. <laughs> and, and there is this very tense part that just settles in. And, like, the people really stop talking. It gets super quiet, except for the one guy. <laughs> and he's, like, cussing in Spanish. He's, like, yelling. And Steve's, like, he's kind of looking, like, what do I do? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, bro. Like, and I kind of motion like this. I'm like, like, do this. And so, like, I don't even know how it happened. There's so many people. Somehow we switch spots because I'm like, bro, like, let's just switch spots. And, like, we're, like, doing the limbo across people. I'm like, all right, you know, you, you get that. And it's like, we finally switch spots. And he's feeling a lot better. And I'm, like, turned sideways. I'm kind of, like, I'm not looking directly at the guy. I've got some common sense there. But I'm looking, like, close to him. I'm making sure he's not, like, making any moves on us uh, just because, like, there was people that were, like, don't look at him, this and that. And it was a very, very tense moment. But in that moment, like, uh, Steve just encountered and saw um, really by, like, what God has, like, done in my heart, like, loyalty. Another huge aspect of loyalty is actually leaning into discomfort to express love. Like, it wasn't necessarily easy for me to be like, bro, like, let's swatch, let's just go ahead and switch places but, like, I leaned into that discomfort to show him love because I care for him. And he actually, he's such a great guy, and uh, he wrote me a letter. So, boom, here we go. I just want to read just this one part. And uh, I, I read this to you guys not to, like, brag on myself, but just to really show, like, Christ in me. And this is what Steve, he, he writes a few things, and one of the things he says is, I want to acknowledge your incredible loyalty. Your moves are not in reaction to how people treat you, but you simply act proactively in people's best interest. You are loyal to people who do not deserve it, including myself. You are generous to people who have not been generous to you, and you're an incredible picture of what it looks like when God transforms someone into a beautiful reflection of Jesus. And uh, I love this note. <laughs> I love, uh, if you guys ever write me a note, I'll keep it. I cherish them. And uh, really through that, through that note is something that Alive has. Alive carries the same heartbeat, guys, because our family and Alive is loyal. 
It's not something that we just throw this word out. It's not something that we just kind of like talk about a little bit, but it's really our heartbeat for everyone here. And so, um, how, how can we do this, though? How can we do this? How can we have that heart posture to, like, lean into discomfort? Having that heart posture of be like, man, you know, I love this person, but I don't know if I'll take a bullet for them. How can we lean into it, that discomfort, to express the love, which is loyalty? And I really believe that God wouldn't ask us to do something that he wasn't willing himself to show. I think God really shows us time and time again how loyal he is so that we can express that same heartbeat for others. Our God is so loyal, guys. It's like, it's amazing. And so there's... Romans 5.8. And this is like one of the best ways he can show us of like how loyal he is. And it says that God demonstrates his own love for us in this. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That while we were still doing everything, he died for us. I know for me personally, it's been a journey because I lived 23 years without knowing God. 23 years. I was searching for the void in my heart of what love was, of what love is, of what loyalty is, of what love shows as loyalty, and loyalty is shown as love. 23 years. I was looking for this. I was addicted to so many things, guys. I was addicted to women, alcohol, like cussing. That was like my lifestyle. There was so many things. I just, I was just, yeah, living in the world. Like what they said a man was. I told you guys I was in the, in the military and there was like a brotherhood that happens. But not as good and not as rich as the brotherhood in the kingdom of God. And it wasn't until through time and time again, I was realizing who Christ it was and is. That he pursued me in the midst of my drinking. That he pursued me in the midst of like my sinning, of the midst of, of trying to find girls. That he was loyal to me in the moments that I wasn't loyal to him. He showed me that he loved me despite what I could bring to the table, despite what I could do. Just like those three guys of like, King David, I got the water. I'm like, I, I do the same thing. I'm like, King Jesus, I did this, I did this, I did this. He's like, rest, my son, rest. I love you, not, be, not because what you do for me, but because of who you are. And it's the same way for you guys. It's the same way. He's been loyal to you your whole life. He's been loyal since the day that he knitted you together in your mother's womb. The day that he saw you, he's like, boom, I'm going to make this person a masterpiece. And I'm going to call him my son. I'm going to call him my warrior. I'm going to call him my saint. 
I'm going to call her my princess, my queen. I'm going to call her my daughter of the most high. I'm going to call her my treasure. I'm going to call her my delight. He's been so loyal to us. I know it's, for me, I really had to understand what that meant. Really had to feel the weight of what he did. Like, Christ died for me? In the midst of living this way? In the midst of me finding and looking for everything outside of him? In the midst of going and doing these things, he died, he died for me? Someone was that loyal? Greater love has no one than this, but to lay his life down for his friends? Just imagine the living God of the universe, Jesus Christ, Planning your life, seeing your heart, and knowing how loyal he's going to be to you day in and day out. Day in and day out. Day in and day out. And it's not for what you do for him. It's just simply because you're his son or you're his daughter. <laughs> Man. And so, what do we do? What do we do from here? We've kind of looked at loyalty. We understand the heartbeat of loyalty and that Jesus hung on the cross to show and express his loyalty to us. How can, how can we show loyalty to each other? I think first and foremost, if you haven't started a relationship with Jesus, if you don't understand the real, authentic relationship of someone who loves you, someone who has really paid it full for you, and he's been calling you since the day of your birth, today is your day. Today is your day. He wants to invite the fullness of your heart in because he's given the fullness of his heart to you. He's given you his whole heart. And the second thing is that if you understand Jesus as maybe a teacher, we're all students here. I'm back in college. We're all students here. Like, check it out. My, my notes have, like, math on it, right? Crazy. <laughs> We might see Jesus as a teacher. We might see Jesus as a savior. We might even see him as a healer. We might see him as a miracle maker. But do we see him as a loyal God, a loyal brother, a loyal friend in our life? I believe tonight he wants to drop that reality into our hearts. He wants to usher in a reality of how he's been so loyal to you in the midst of your pain, suffering, loss. He's been loyal to you in those hard moments and in this moment and the future moments of your life. Tonight is your night to experience who God is and his love.
for you. And the third thing is that we can commit to God that you'll be loyal to others who haven't always been loyal to you. And that is really expressing his love. For me, a huge thing has been for my stepdad, how I've really had to express love to him in the midst of him not being loyal to me or not being loyal to my mom. And I say it now, it's stirring my heart because there's been, it's been a journey of forgiving him. But that's a practical step to show love and to show loyalty. That we can do this, that we can come together and we can commit to God. Like, you know, this person hasn't always been loyal to me, but I'm going to rise above just like Jesus Christ did for me and be loyal to them. I'm going to show them the same love, the same loyalty that he's shown personally to me. So for us to come together, for all of us to come together, this family comes together that we can be loyal to this campus and to those who God has put right in front of us. That we can be loyal to them in the big moments and in the in lifelong moments. By serving, by helping, by forgiving, investing, and expressing selfless acts of love. Just selfless acts. It shows a loyalty and a greater power and a higher reality of who Jesus Christ is. And you're not alone. That's the best part. You're like, hey, I really want to forgive this person, but I'm having trouble. I really want to show loyalty because God's showing loyalty to me. To, to me. How do I do that? You're not alone. We're here together as a family to walk this out. We're here together to really not only just be invested here on Tuesdays, but for Wednesdays, Wednesdays for small groups, for uh, Fridays for uh, worship. We're together here as a family to walk it out. Because we're not alone. God puts the lonely in a family, and we're here as a family to show that reality. So if you guys want to experience this, I would just, please, like, I would encourage all of you guys just to stand up. And I would love to pray that God expresses another piece of how loyal he's been to you in, his, in your life. How loyal he's been to you in all, every part, every season Everything in your life, he's been so loyal to you. So yeah. your reality, allow them to really understand the weight of the cross and the weight of loyalty. Allow them to see how loyal you are, God. In Jesus' name, amen.
surrendering and resurrendering and saying, God, I want to know you more. Open my heart to help me know you more. You know, you never arrive, right? And the more we get to know God, the more we want to know more of him. And that's why we meet week after week. And this man up here has been on a journey. I've known him for almost a year. And uh, he's just on a, on a journey of getting to know Jesus more and hungering after him. You know, he always says he's a football player. That's what he does, not who he is. And uh, the Lord really moved this weekend. And I know we've been talking a lot about fall retreat. And please forgive us if that makes you feel 
excluded or not in the group if you weren't there. It was a great weekend, but there'll be a lot more to come. But something happened to him this weekend. So he's going to share a little bit about that. So God, I just thank you for how you've moved, not only in Ryan Tucker, but my life and all of our lives. And God, use his testimony to stir us and inspire us to want to know you more. In Jesus' name. God is good. Man, God is so good. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I grew up Catholic, and uh, at the age of eight, I received the first communion for the first time. And uh, every, um, every weekend since then, um, I've received it. But this Sunday, when we, we received the, uh, the bread and the, and the wine as the body and blood of Jesus, you know, I realized that, you know, do you guys know that Jesus was human? He, he was, he, I mean, if you pinched him, he'd, he'd feel the same pinch that we'd feel. He has the same hair that we have, you know. And, and, and this guy, this dude loves us so much that he got whipped for hours, he got thorns stuck in his head, he got nailed to a cross in his hands and his feet. Because he loves us so much. God loves us so much that he sent his son and he saw his son die on the cross like that. We are loved, we are so loved. David, you are loved. Ryan, you are loved. Jake, you are loved. Cody, you are loved. David, no, you are loved. MJ, you are loved. Shelby, you're, you're loved. God, it is awesome. God is so good. I was sitting in class on Monday, and I, I was just, I'm still on this spiritual high from this retreat. And uh, I, I was texting Cody, and, and he had this crazy dream the night before. And, uh, you know, the thing that, that Cody doesn't know, and, and you guys don't know, is uh, his story. Uh, my cousin uh, went through the same stuff that he went through, and uh, it destroyed um, my family. My mom's side, uh, we're from, they, were, they were from Canada, and that destroyed them. And Cody came, came in, and he, sh he shared his testimony with me, and, and that hit me so hard. Because I, I haven't talked to my cousin in like five years, and I just found this new like love for him. Like, like God is so good. Cody texts me, says he has this crazy dream. I'm in class, a lecture hall, Bev Hall, with like 30, like 350 students, I think. I'm sitting in the class in the middle row. I start crying. I have to leave the dang class because I'm crying because God is so good. Like, you know, right, um, we're all on this spiritual high, and, and this, is, this is awesome. And uh, Rye brings up football a lot, and uh, he always, like, associates that with me and, and like I said like he said you know football's you know what I do is not who I am you know and 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 the devil's gonna like use like all this negativity to like like to bring all of us down to get rid of this like spiritual high like you know God is so good <laughs> Like as a Christian now, if you guys know, if you guys hear the name Ryan Tucker and think of football, then I have failed. Because man, I'm a man of God. We are all children of God. Like we are gonna change the world. We're gonna change the world. 
Like, I just want to take my shirt off and throw it on the ground and start yelling, baby. Like, let's go. And, you know, you know, it was said a lot on the retreat that, um, you know, we're going to wake up one day and the spiritual high is going to go away. And I, I could not disagree with something more in my entire life. Because you know what, like, like, I'm not, I, like, I'm not a football player. I'm a man of God. Like, you're not a gymnastics girl. You're a man of God. You're a woman of God. Like, like hey, don't, don't, don't get caught up in, like, your jobs and school. Like, that's not who you are. Like, we're like children of God. Like, this is awesome, baby. Woo! Dude. We are loved. We are so loved. So what happened to me this weekend? Uh, so I, uh, I brought a friend with me, um, this big 6'6", 315-pound, big, tough ball, big, tough football player. And this guy was brought to his knees because the Holy Spirit moved in him so much. I've never seen a single man cry as hard as he did because God is so good. I mean, yeah, Jake, yeah, baby. When Norm came and spoke, uh, this guy, this man of God, came and spoke Saturday night, and it was uh, it was truly remarkable. You know, I took a step back and I looked and I saw um, just people getting wrecked by the Holy Spirit. I actually went up asking, like, I wanted to get you know, like, um, prayer, um, prayer, prayer for me, and uh, I ended up praying for like other people. And uh, God is so good because you know He like, <laughs> God is so good. Stop laughing, bro. It's all right, man. I just want you guys to know that uh, if the devil ever attacks you, um, he ever brings you down. Like the one thing that I learned on my re uh, on this retreat was like, like I am truly like Christ is in me, just like He's in every single one of you guys. Like, I always say, like, I've, I've had this, like, idea of, like, greatness, like, being great and, like, changing the world on my mind. And guess what? Like, you guys are you guys going to do the same thing. Like, I mean, like, he lives in you. Don't let, don't let, like, all the negativity of this world bring you down. You know, when I got, when I got dropped off, I had to go to practice. And I was passing this, like, frat house. And these guys were partying and, and drinking. And, and it hit me. I was like, dang, I'm back to reality. But no, like, Micah said it great great on Sunday like like it's it's what we make of it like you know I, we were in such a worldly place this weekend that like it, it was just like it was remarkable and you come back to you, you come back to um to reality and like you get like you get stuck to like I mean like I said like our sports like overwhelms us our jobs like school like that's not godly like all that negativity just brings us down that's not godly that's not what God, like, wants for us. God wants us to prosper. Like, Christ is in us. We are going to change the world. You know that? Like, you know, like, you see, like, I opened the paper today. On page 16 was the first page of positive news. The first 15 pages were all negativity, like, all bad things that were happening in our world. But we're going to change that because Christ is in us. And he's like, this is awesome, baby. This is awesome. Like, like. I'm just so like, and I pray, I pray that each and every one of you feel this fire that I'm feeling because I'm telling you, this is not going to go away. Like we're all going to get put on fire because I'm telling you, God is good. And no, no negativity, no devil. Like honestly, to God, like the devil, like 
God just like brushes the devil off. Like it's nothing to him. Like we are so powerful. We just, you just, you, you don't, you don't know it yet. Like you have to, you have to dig deep, like pray with God, like let him show you like your, your path. Cause you guys are like destined for greatness. You're going to like pray like, and give it all up to God. I have a, I have a, I have a teammate who was struggling a lot, and uh, this guy was, every coach told him he wasn't good enough. Man, right now, he's our starting running back. He has like eight touchdowns. After every, 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 after every touchdown, he gets on his knees, he points, to, he points to this guy, he points to God, because he glorifies God in everything he does. Like, that's what we gotta start doing. Like, God is so good. And I don't know how I'm gonna end this, but I just want you to know that you are loved. Like, you are loved. Like, everyone, everyone here is loved. Like, don't forget that. We are going to be great. We are going to change the world. Like, like honor God in everything you do and trust that he's got a plan for your life and, and anything is possible. Thank you. <laughs> Man, amen. I don't know how to follow that up. Um, when I met this dude, and he wouldn't mind me saying this, but he was probably one of the fearful guys I've ever met. He reminded me of a lot of myself before I knew Jesus. And God has just set him on fire and wrecked him and gave him courage to talk to his teammates, to get up here and talk in front of you guys, and just to share the love of Jesus to everyone he meets. And his heart has been stirred this weekend in a special way. A week ago, I don't know if he would have done this, but when the fire and the love of God and the presence of God hits our lives, we just want to share that with people. We just want to share that with people. So Ryan and some of the leaders are going to be back there. And during these next couple of songs, if you feel like you're going through the motions, if you feel like you just want to be awakened to the love of God, let someone pray for you. Because there is power in prayer. Thanks for being here tonight, guys. not even a thought in your head like oh like where's dinner gonna come from tonight you know and that's the father set that up purposefully and he says in the bible that we are to come in with childlike faith like a child like where we don't even think about god not coming through for us and so i feel like that he's really been revealing that to me like you know sometimes i like i'm not uh, in school or anything right now now i'm just working and sometimes i'm just like what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to make rent and stuff? And I just, I get so worried and so fearful. And uh, something that Rai gave us is this, uh, the shield of faith thing. And whenever I get thoughts like that, I think like, oh, like, I don't know if the pay period's going to line up with making rent and stuff. I just think, I'm like, Jesus, thank you that I can come to you like a child and just be faithful that you're going to provide, Lord. And that when I put my all in you,
that you put your all in me, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that you just provide, Lord. That you're such a good father and that all you all you want to do is just give us all of you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
last song we're about to sing is become very personal and private, just revelation song to me. And um, in the second verse it says this, and this mountain that's in front of me will be thrown into the midst of the sea. Yeah. And when I sing that, I think about everything that the enemy tries to throw at us. I'm reminded of Ryan Tucker's word that we are victory. We are, we are whole in Christ. So as we sing this final song, I just encourage you to press into the Father. God, I pray that it will be well with our soul in Jesus' name. That whatever lies have been spoken, whatever things that we feel like are controlling us, God, I pray that it will be well with our soul. So let's sing this together.
Jesus. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Miranda. So I'm going to close you guys out. And I just want to say that God is just so amazing. That last song we just listened to, I've been listening to on repeat ever since we got back from the retreat. Because... <laughs> Because I've just needed that reassurance, you know, because sometimes you do, the devil wants to get back into you, telling you you're not, like you're alone, you're lonely, God doesn't love you. But that's just reminding me every day that God loves me and he has plans for all of us. So I just wanted to let you guys know that if this is your first time here or you've been coming here, I just wanted to say thank you for coming and thank you for being a family. I was alone and I've only been here for about a month and a half and I just feel the love and the presence of Jesus every time I come through through this atmosphere but also through you all in your hearts. So I just want to say thank you all and if I could pray real fast. Thank you Lord for just bringing everyone here. They may not know it or realize it but they're here for a reason. And I thank you Lord for your presence always being with us please help us to remind us that your presence is always with us no matter what we go through in the works, especially during school. And I just want to say thank you for this love, and I hope that everyone has a great week. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, we just want to say thank you for coming out. We look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, hey, if you're not plugged in a small group and you want to be, there's information back by refreshments. And also, all guys and girls, we'd love for you to come hang out with us this Saturday morning, uh, play some football, ultimate frisbee, or go to the Curtis Apple Orchard Farm. Orchard, there you go, Orchard, yes. Information's on the white pieces of paper, so we love you guys. Yeah? Hey, we're going to do a little King of My Heart. If you want to stay... If you want to stay, keep worshiping. If not, you are you are released. God bless you guys.
right, Gabe. Come on. Yeah, Gabe. So we were praying tonight, and I don't know, I just felt like the Lord said, tonight's going to be a night where Gabe pours out what's been done in him this weekend. So I don't know if this is a prayer or a hip-hop song or a dance or wobble. I don't know what it is. Because we all know you can dance. But, man, I just, I just feel like you have something to release over us as we close out tonight. I just want to like uh, prayer of you guys what I kind of like felt this weekend. Um, it was really uh, an uplifting of freedom for me. Uh, just, uh, I don't know, emotions that I haven't felt in years that just poured out. Um, and I know David said today like about loyalty. Um, I kind of never felt the loyalty that uh, the Father wasn't there for me sometimes. And uh, I remember this weekend when he prayed over me, he's like, all you got to do is be a son. He's going to love you either way. So I just want to speak that over you guys. Like, uh, so, I mean, okay. Just, uh, so bow your heads and pray over you. Dearly, Father, I just, I just thank you for being you. Just thank you for being still. All we have to do is be still and know that you're God, Lord God. Jesus. shut it down now. We do need to be out of this room in about 15 minutes. So, but man, we just thank you for coming out. We're looking for more fun nights ahead like this, like Fall Retreat. If you weren't there, you are still part of this family and there's much more to come. So we love you guys. Thanks for being a part of this family. We'll see you soon. God bless you. And if you wouldn't mind helping us clean up, that would mean a lot. <laughs> Thanks guys.